160. It's a round. It's a beautiful round number. Nice round number for a Venom Let There Be Carnage <laughs> review. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Critically Panned. The carnage has continued, and he went for Jacob Douglas again. <laughs> This is a Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage review episode. Again, Sans Jacob Douglas. Cletus Cassidy got out of jail and he went for Jacob first. We are the three remaining, and the three of I'm us are. Critically pained. Yeah, critically pained. <laughs> Caitlin Brenner. Yeah, who's to say who's next, to be honest? I'm nervous. I bet it's me. When I go back, I'm not in Kansas City at the moment. When I go back next weekend, uh, he'll be waiting there for me. In his flashy shirt. <laughs> uh, Sam King was here. Still yep, alive. Uh, yep, it's me. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have... I forgot to have a quote prepared from the movie. <laughs> There's just so many to choose from. It's 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 hard to narrow it down. <laughs> so yes, as promised on last week's episode, Critically Panned, a pop culture podcast where each of us bring entertainment topics to discuss... We're, we're reviewing Venom 2, or just, you know, popularly known as Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And it's such a massive movie, such an event in the lexicon of Critically Pan, that it's just the main topic this week. Maybe we'll get into other shenanigans, or maybe we won't. Maybe it'll just be Venom. And I'm okay with that. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, previously on, we talked about how Venom 2018 is, is a great time. Now we're here. Three years later, uh, a pandemic delay later, with Venom Let There Be Carnage. Kingma, I want to start with you. What did you think? Yeah, movie's awesome. Movie's fucking sick. <laughs> uh, movie, movie saved cinema. Uh, the theaters. <laughs> the theaters. I'm, I mean, you say that? I don't even... You might not be joking, but you're also right. It did kind of save theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say, this was... I was thinking about it. Some time over the last like few days or so after I saw Venom, of what films I saw in in theaters this year, and I think I've only seen I think I've seen like five or six, and I feel like this was easily the best like theater experience I have. I feel like it was really fun seeing it on night. I saw it in IMAX, so it was a nice big screen. Oh wow! Really fucking loud. Like like spoilers, but when Carnage screams Carnage in the movie, it's fucking it's fucking blew my eardrums out. It was awesome, um, and I had did, a great time. Did Shriek blow your eardrums out? Yes, yes, <laughs> that that too, that too, many many times. That yeah, great great movie for for the theater, and it was a great time. Caitlin, was the marathon worth it? Are you happy you're now <laughs> the one joined movie the Venom marathon? Train? <laughs> It was so worth it. That turnaround was so quick for me. I really said, oh, I just watched the first one. Let's go to the movie theater the next day so that I can finish this. Um, it was great. I loved it. Um, like Kingma, it was great to be back in a theater where a movie didn't disappoint. The experience didn't disappoint. Um, I was in like the very fancy theater at the old theater I used to work at. Um, not the one where they serve you food, but the one where it's like, there's more seats and the screen is a bit bigger and the sound just feels more intense. I don't know if that was actually the case, but like it did feel that way. Um, and it was just so cool to see Venom once again. And it wasn't just me rewatching the first movie or anything. It was real new content. And that always feels nice after COVID and after <laughs> quarantine, get nice, fresh content. Um, yeah, Woody was great. Tom was great. The woman from Pirates of the Caribbean was great. Uh, no complaints. I too had a great time. I uh, I I was like really excited for this movie, and I don't know why. I mean, dude, reviews... same, dude, same. For <laughs> like, no reason, for <laughs> no unexplainable yes. reason. I was like, four, hey, four days till Venom. Like, yes. I'm like, what the same. fuck am I doing? I'm like, who the fuck am I right now? Is Why am I like sad? actively, actively like, dude, fuck yeah, Venom. I just want to see Venom. Like, Setting oh, an alarm like on your phone. Weeks. Venom, Venom. It was two weeks out and I was fucking like, oh yeah, Venom, dude. Venom, fuck yeah. And, and it's the weirdest thing because like, let's be like the trailers were fine. If not 
maybe bad and, and there were no reviews like not until the day of uh release thursday which always a great sign uh sam said sarcastically uh but nonetheless me and king will probably caitlin too monday tuesday wednesday I'm just like three days two days one day away and then thursday morning i woke up it felt like i'm not even like it christmas morning i was like i don't care what happens at work today because i'm seeing venom let there be carnage tonight <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know if it's just because like this is and no no i mean i, I ended up walking away pretty happy from from shang chi but i didn't necessarily want to see that movie you know like this was i feel like the first superhero movie i genuinely wanted to see since far from home probably you know when that came out and for the record, when fucking Endgame came out, I felt something the day of, but I didn't feel any of this level of anticipation, you know, the way I did for, for Venom 2. So surely, like, some, something, I felt something in me. Um, I but... don't know at what point, like, because obviously my love for Venom 1 is mixed with the fact that, like, I, I have issues with that movie. Like, I would... Comparing Venom 1 to Venom 2, because I haven't like like, I liked Venom 2. I still think Venom 1 is, like, kind of bad. Like, it has super high highs that we talked about last week. But, like, it also takes what, Caitlin and Kima, you actually watched it recently, like, an hour to get Venom? Yeah, it yeah, takes I think it's like way too long. It's like, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah. And, and this is an hour and a half long movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which yeah. is key. So, it so, was so on it's like, TV so, after I saw the new movie. And so I was going to rewatch it. And I honestly couldn't because I was like, I want Venom to get here. And it's going to take me another 30. And I don't want to wait that long. So I changed the channel. Yeah. And it is one of those. And it is one of those things that like, I remember when I rewatched Venom 1 recently. I didn't mention this last week, but I had like a like a, oh shit like like oh shit the movie's ending mo- moment when they're in the when they're running into the lab. I was like oh fuck like we're at the climax of the movie right now. It's ending right now, and I thought I'm like I thought there was like like five or ten minutes more of something, and no, it's just not there. We it's pretty it's pretty quick, um, which I like, but it le- it gives it some problems. And I also, as we spoke about last week, the villain of, of one's really rough and not not super great. The villain so, too is very good. <laughs> now Venom too. <laughs> they got a real Spider-Man villain, a real Spider-Man <laughs> villain instead of some fake fake character named Riot, who I'm convinced is made up. Um, but yeah, so like while Venom one is is has its issues, but often is so bad it's good. I think Venom 2 really runs with the strengths of Venom 1, which is like just letting Tom Hardy be completely unhinged and makes for a really fun 90 minutes. Like every time so I take my, my letterbox rating ser- very seriously, like the star rating I give it and I gave it three and a half stars, which I think is good. Like that's that's not, not that's not saying anything bad about Venom 2. And every time I look at it, I go, this feels like something I should like give less than it. But I can't like this is like I just enjoyed it. It's fun. I think everybody like making how fun of stupid the plot is. I think is missing that this movie knows how stupid the plot is. <laughs> like Carnage hacks a computer and he has mm. Carnage laptop hacking UI in the movie. Like you're telling me the yeah, writers were laughing fucking, at that or how fucking Venom, how fucking Venom. Stan draws like he's yes. Star Platinum, <laughs> like he's Star Platinum in the beginning of Stardust Crusaders. Stan draws the clue from the from the prison wall at the beginning of the movie that that helps find the bodies <laughs> that officially are gonna put get that are gonna give Cletus Cassie the death penalty. Um, so he'll die by the state's hand and won't be able to be reunited uh, with his wife Shriek. Um. <laughs> That's how the movie opens. Is on this is on this crazy chain. Here's the deal. It's a symbiote. I believe it. I believe it. Sure, whatever. But it's goofy. It is goofy and really and really silly. But it, it's bro, you went to see Venom. You know, like you went to see you went to see Venom. You fucking knew what you were getting into. Yeah, and I think this movie like does deliver. Well, my favorite part of the first movie was the weird 
Eddie Brock and Venom relationship that subsequently after the movie came out, they kind of leaned into, I remember like the home box or the, you know, the home video release around Valentine's Day. They ran an ad about it being like a romantic comedy. I think this movie straight up leans into all of the tropes of romantic comedy in a very hilarious and often endearing way. Oh, it's really funny. It is really funny. I'm not going to lie. So I got to be real. I'm not a crazy big, I'm not a crazy big fan of, of stories about duos in which the duos have to arbitrarily split up. For usually some like misunderstanding or otherwise dumb reason, um, or otherwise, or or even in shit like like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, where it's not like there's no hatred, it's just like the plot splits them. It's like God fucking damn it! Like it's gonna I be like one the, of these. I'm like this is one like of these together. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you always on. see it coming. Like, you always know it's gonna Clank, happen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Venom and Eddie. You know, not just Venom and I'm just Eddie. Um. But because it's like, God damn it, like the first movie, you know, like the first movie's this finally getting them together. Now you're going to bring them apart again. You know, just because the band are so good. That's why I feel this way. It comes from a place of like when they're on screen together, it's really fun. And the movie's at its best. And I feel like when they're when they're apart, it's not it's not like it's bad, but it's just not as funny. But my favorite scene in the entire movie was Venom's coming out party where he's at that rave. He's like, I don't need him. And he thought I needed him. I didn't need him. And everybody's saying, I love you, Venom. That was I'm coming out of the Eddie closet. <laughs> that was that was my favorite part of the entire movie. So every when other he has all those fucking like neon. Oh my god, yeah, the like glow sticks, the glow, stick, and... glow sticks that mm-hmm. connect together. So fucking funny looking, like so like the visual comedy in this movie is like actually great. Everybody says, "I a love lot your costume." Stuff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Jacob, bless his soul, if Carnage hadn't killed him, if he was on this week, he would point out that there is a he, when Venom's coming into the club, and there's a, a a woman who hits on him, and he goes, "You're not my type." Like, you know, is is Venom is Venom the gay icon that we all want him to be? <laughs> him and the Babadook. <laughs> queer icons calling it now (laughs) i but king i mostly like i i totally agree with your point that's usually the worst part of the arbitrary like duo storyline but with that being said which i agree with it did give me my favorite scene in the movie which was just how bizarre the the rave scene was it features my favorite artist of the year little sims doing her song venom and then the only thing that scene was missing and i'm almost shocked a movie like that's like 75 percent as self-aware as this movie is i thought venom was gonna rap did you guys think venom was gonna rap yes yeah. yes yes i did I thought he was gonna do the the Eminem. That would have been that would have been amazing. An extended <laughs> cut should definitely include that. Uh, Caitlin, any other thoughts on the Tom Hardy uh, or the Eddie Brock and Venom bromance? I love them. I do, and I love um, Michelle Williams' character. How she also sees that and knows it exists and she's like trying to get them to get along that scene in um the i don't know what you would call it i know there's a name for it in new york it's not a grocery store bodega yes the scene in the bodega um where she knows that venom (laughs) is inside of that clerk (laughs) yeah trying to speak to venom through mrs chen um flirting with him trying to you know, you know, raise his ego a little bit. Eddie. Yes, it's, it's yes, nice, trying to go nice save Eddie. Funny scene. And, and she's like that, sexy talking him. Yes, yes. And then when Meanwhile, her, Venom her and Eddie husband, meet up, her husband is right behind yes. him, being like, "What the fuck?" The husband was <laughs> so why are you good in this movie. Flirting with an alien in front of me. I love her husband. I love him in the movies. Underrated. Both of them. He's been so Underrated. good each movie. Um. Very impressed with him. But yeah, the scene where Eddie and Venom meet up again 
Um, Michelle Williams has venom inside of her this time. I loved that whole scene too. Um, she's like, she's, ready. I, she, what? she's no. like, this is the last time. She's like, well, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, I just loved all of it. I loved all of it. There really wasn't a part that I didn't like. Um, and of course, Woody Harrelson loved him. The only thing I didn't like, actually, there is one thing I didn't like in this movie. His goddamn hair was so ugly. Ooh, this entire <laughs> time, I hated his hair. They could have done something different. I hated that. So, Caitlin, since you've marathoned, I've got to ask, what of the three hairstyles, which are all equally, well, maybe not equally terrible, the, the raggedy and wig in the post credit scene of Venom 1, his prison cut, or the cut he gets after he escapes from prison, could, could you rank them for us? <laughs> prison cut is first, I think. <laughs> I agree. Even length looks normal. It's fine. I have to say... His makeover has to be last. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The balance Abs- is so off. I absolutely off. disagree. It's so I off. Disagree. What is this? And I think <laughs> most of it is because it's Woody Harrelson. Him having hair at all doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. So the fact <laughs> that I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be a haircut or not really threw me off, like, altogether. I didn't <laughs> know what was compute. going on. It does not It didn't compute at all. Um, but the, but the raggedy Ann Harris, Sam put it, is disgusting and heinous looking, <laughs> and I don't want to look at it. And if he had that haircut in this movie, I wouldn't have liked it because I wouldn't have wanted to look anytime Carnage was on screen. It would have made him more evil. But Carnage, <laughs> <laughs> this one, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, he's gross looking and has a hairstyle I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So while we're talking about the the bromance, the the Mrs. Chen, uh, you know, Anne and all, and Dan, all, all these lovable characters, a lot of I romance s- in this movie. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of people say this movie isn't funny. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like around this movie that's funny. Like we talked about Carnage being able to hack a computer. But would you guys agree that like maybe not all, but a lot of the jokes did a lot of the jokes land for you guys? So I have a theory. I have a theory because there was a lot, there was a lot of times where myself and, and Billy were the only people laughing at, <laughs> at, at jokes or, or otherwise like funny statements in the movie. And it's because there's us, the venom heads <laughs> who understand as Sam so eloquently put at the beginning of the podcast, the court, the venom got this cult following because Tom Hardy's performance is just out of this world. Like, literally otherworldly. <laughs> Not of this planet. And when he's do- when he's on that shit in this movie, it's super fucking funny. But if you don't get that, if you're just like... If you just went to see a superhero movie... And you in the last two superhero movies you saw were Black Widow and Shang Chi. You're gonna be like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is happening?" But for people who came for the, like, I know I'm gonna see some just insane, goofy acting and some really like weird back and forth dialogue between the same guy doing two different voices. It's really funny. This movie's really funny. I got this movie got me cackling a lot in the theater. Lots of chuckles, some and some cackles. Caitlin, yeah, to, would you agree? To all the Venom casuals, this movie <laughs> isn't for you. It's for the MCU diehards. heads, not allowed. Yeah, not allowed. <laughs> but I guess we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't really, like, you know... Y- y- Listeners, if you haven't seen Venom Two yet, we clearly all like it. Uh, I don't. We're not going to go hard into spoilers. Like well, he we, fights we Carnage there. and wins. What the fuck do you think yeah. is going to happen? It's a superhero movie. So yeah, just be warned. But yeah, no. Th- I I mean, I'm trying to think of other funny moments that like when <laughs> Kingma mentioned the visual comedy, like when when Venom's like cooking him the breakfast and like trying oh, to cheer and him it's up. So like it's funny. <laughs> It is. It's so chaotic. It's so stressful. Yeah, and they have chickens, and they have chickens. <gasps> the chickens are apartment. fucking hilarious. The chickens, is, when he says it? that they're his best friends. Yeah, we can't eat Sharon, Sonny. <laughs> they're our friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, thank you for remembering the chickens. That was probably the hardest laugh I had in the theater. Yeah, and I and I love all this. Uh, I I I love the whole subplot in this movie. By the way, I felt so vindicated by this by this this subplot in the movie. Uh, from the from the long old podcast debate about is Venom a hero or villain? Because I made the argument on that show that Venom is a hero and that the only reason he eats humans is because he's from another planet and he doesn't know any better and he needs to do it. And this movie proves that he needs to do it. Otherwise, Venom starts going fucking ballistic ape shit um, and can't do it. And it's uh, it's established that yeah, the only thing that has the same the, what that needs its brains, its chocolate, which is why they have the relationship with Mrs. Chen from the first movie, who in 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 payment for protection against the mobsters, <laughs> she sell she just gives them all the boxes of chocolates she gets to it's keep awesome. Venom from going fucking ape shit. Like, that's funny to me. Like, that, when that whole thing is explained, I am laughing my ass up in the theater. And the other people just, they don't get it. They're not, they don't <laughs> get it. They're too busy fucking eating their popcorn or, or trying to sneakily look at their phone and doing a bad job at it. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not invested in Venom. Those fake f- fucking fans. <laughs> Other unintentionally funny stuff in this movie. I love the Sony product placement. I love the the Sony Bravia TV that plays a pivotal role in their fight scene. Yeah, <laughs> that shockingly gets a thrown out the window. Which, by the way, I got a massive props to any advertisement company that lets their products get fucking destroyed in anything. I I got a lot of respect for that. Well, it's even better because you get the best of both worlds. You, like <laughs> us, the, you know, you get to see the product placement have fun. You get to see Venom destroy the TV. And then in a later scene while they're broken up, Eddie somehow, I guess because he's doing so well as a journalist, has another TV. The cop comes in and acknowledges that's a nice TV. <laughs> <laughs> Every marketer's dream. Yeah. Hey, make him say nice TV. <laughs> And then truly the most egregious thing. Did y'all catch like the, what is that? Um, is it Free Fire? What was the game that gets like prominent splash screen behind Eddie uh, when the cop visits his, it's like some free to play game. I can't, re- but I was like, whoa, like that's pretty bold. <laughs> it's like, damn, Eddie's really down bad without Venom right now. If he's playing this shit. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie's bored. <laughs> can't he have played a Sony PlayStation couldn't he have played, like, I, I don't know, literally any Sony first-party game? He's playing Spider-Man his, Miles Morales. Yeah! <laughs> on his PS5, that would have been funny. That would have been really funny. <laughs> any other standout comedic bits we want to highlight? I'm sure If they come to us, we'll bring them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, we've, we've brought up uh, Cletus Cassidy. What did everyone think of Carnage? What did everyone think of his fight scenes, the action? Can I just say, like, he truly scared me. Like, in that scene where... Can we include subtle spoilers? Oh, yeah. No, we're in spoiler mode. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. When he's about to be executed, um, and he's, you know, in that stage thing, um, it's going, it's coursing through his veins. There's, like, pretty significant amount of time where it's just, like, dark screen, and you're expecting Carnage to come out, you know, run amok, but he's not. Jump scare was actually very effective on me. I did jump out of my seat a couple of times. And his design, like overall, his look very much terrified me a little bit. Um, Venom, used to him, comforting almost, comforting <laughs> presence. Yeah, he's still a little creepy, but he's fine. Um, he freaked me out. I love Woody Harrelson, but yeah, he freaked me out. Kingly, I feel like you're a carnage head, somebody who, you know, likes the character, probably wanted him in a Spider-Man movie at some point. Yeah. What did you what did you think of our first big screen version yeah. of him? So, you know what's funny is like I actually like before this movie came out, I did I, I did a deep dive. I'm like I should actually let me know something. Let me learn something about this character. Because I don't really know a lot. I my my um take on Carnage comes from like external media, specifically the Dreamcast PS1 PC spider-man video game where he's like one of the final bosses fucking sick just he's sick he's just so cool um 
And what I and what I found interesting learning about him is that he was when he came out, he came out like right before comics in Marvel went bankrupt. Um, so he was only really cool for like a couple years, and then they just and then he just had a history of really just not of being passed around and just like not really know he doesn't have like the same identity that he used to and we have to look to like new interpretations of the character to give us that classic identity now unfortunately this movie is rated pg-13 <laughs> so uh we didn't get uh endless murder carnage which was a quite a big disappointment and did dour my mood like three days before this movie came out when i found out that tragic information um but it's with that being said with all that in mind everything you guys have said is is absolutely correct he's still very scary and very very terrifying i just wish he like i just wish he did kill people he's gotta you know, gotta kill him violently but I feel like there's a lot of times in this movie where you like, he has someone and he he could just kill you and he just does he just isn't. It's like I thought you were, I thought you were Carnage. Go fucking go throw this cop against the wall right now. Like you have him. Like you have him. You want him dead. Go go do it. And you're not. You're bringing him up to the fucking clock tower with you. Which let's just say, let's just say, what an improvement for a final fight. From that fucking awful atrocity that is the rocket launch climax in Venom 1. The, f- the fight against Carnage at the church I think is genuinely great. It's got a lot of good action. There's a lot going on. The The symbiosis speech from Eddie's nice. Good they're, scene. They Good. can't. They can't work because they. They're not a team. They're not. They're We're not a team. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. I'm like, bro. I'm like, at the theater. I'm like, dude. This rules. I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. This is how they're gonna do it. Because it's like, wow. It's like, oh fuck. Movie's got fucking perfect setup with with um, you know, Shriek and um, Cletus's relationship that opens the movie, and it's like this, like. It's this like sort of not subplot necessarily, but like this this underlying B narrative that's going throughout the story of them together, and the fact that her power is a direct weakness to Carnage, and how that plays into the story. It's just nice. I'm like, wow, this is this is thoughtful and well put together, and way better than uh, Riot in the Rocket. So. Now, while I do think Carnage is a much great, a much better uh, version or a, you know replacement of Riot, I will be the sourpuss and say I do, I think my least favorite part of this movie, like looking at like the major like puzzle pieces of it, not a huge like I thought Carnage and Shriek were average at best. Um, I, this movie's fun. I think the movie's the least fun when it's Carnage and Shriek on screen. Um, like, I, 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 and part of it, I think, is, like, when you think of v- Carnage as a character in the way that we think of Venom as a character and Eddie Brock as characters, Carnage, the symbiote, doesn't really have much of a personality, and the movie doesn't really give him much of a room to, like, be that, um, so that when Cletus gains the sim- symbiote, it, it, much like the first movie and when Venom came in, Carnage doesn't enter this movie until what probably is like 45 to 50 minutes in. Yeah. Um, so I think this movie, as much as I love the runtime, I think that inevitably is going to make certain parts of the movie suffer. And for me, that's just like, if I feel like this movie does the bare minimum it has to, to give Shriek and Carnage their motivations but not enough to like make me actually care about any of it. I don't know if I, I again, I, sorry to be fair. the sourpuss. Absolutely fair. No, mm-hmm. that's, okay. that's real. I feel like my thing with Carnage as like a as like the character is that to is that to me like Carnage was always carried by Cletus being the insane murder psychopath, which like he. He is, but he's... Here's the problem. is because we're in the structure of a film and he's the main antagonist, he has to have a goal where the whole reason that makes 
Carnage and Cletus Cassidy interesting in the original Spider-Man comics and where he's introduced is that Carnage has no goal other than commit murder and ensue chaos in Carnage. Like, that is the goal, period. Um, and Spider-Man doesn't fight bad guys like that, which is what makes Carnage scary and what makes him interesting and what makes him, in my opinion, like, low-key kind of like a... Uh, from, like, a top-town perspective, an S-tier Spider-Man villain. In reality, he's closer to, like, in reality, like, a C-tier like villain in terms of actual great stories, but just the character himself and what he's based off of in his origin, I think is so fucking good. Um, and I don't feel like we quite get, get that just because there ne- he, he has to be propelled by shriek because he needs to be propelled by something, um, for there to, for there to necessarily be a, be a story. Although I, you could have, you could have rewritten it in a way to where like he was after, eddie brock for some reason or like or 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 that like carnage wasn't a direct like spinoff of the venom symbiote yeah they could have done something like that but eh, whatever there there are some like delightful like plot conveniences and i'm not the type of person to critique a movie for that for this type of thing like i i find that type of criticism boring um but i do like sometimes like having a good laugh at them like that uh cletus just has eddie's address he sends him that postcard (laughs) or (laughs) or um that was like one of my favorite ones or just that like why does why is cletus such a huge fan of eddie brock like would he watch his show like in prison he must have um and he has that line later he's like i just wanted you to be my friend eddie um I'm, i'm this is what really confused the fuck out of me because I was under the impression that in Venom 1, in the post credit scene, he has Carnage already. He has the Carnage symbiote already in the prison. And the Carnage symbiote is telling him that there is another symbiote mm. and it's held by Eddie Brock, the reporter, and we need to eliminate it. Like, that's what I thought the plot of this movie was going to be. And no, <laughs> Carnage is a spinoff from Venom because Eddie couldn't follow the fucking rules that the security guard told him because he was too busy talking to Venom and being a goofball as he speaks aloud to someone who's four feet from him. It does give me one of my favorite lines of the line readings of the movie, Woody Harrelson's I've tasted blood before, <laughs> which is so like, that is the moment I was like, okay, Woody's going for something. Here. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good line. That was a line that made me go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now with all my criticisms of like carnage and shriek and especially like kind of the, the sympathy they try to like mine with them. I do feel like the movie's a little bit self-aware at the very end where Carnage is giving his last little, like, you know, nobody ever... He's like, I just wanted you to hear my story, Eddie. I just wanted somebody to care. I'm I'm not getting exactly right. But then Venom bites his head off and he goes, fuck this guy. I was like, that's how I feel. (laughs) Great use of the the one F-bomb you get in the PG-13 movie. It belonged to Venom, so I'm glad Venom (laughs) got it. Uh, one last through line I wanted to highlight in this movie, the throwaway line at the beginning where Venom's like, I want to feel my toes in the sand. Uh, and then he gets his toes in the sand at the end. I thought that was kind of sweet. That that shot on that, like, on that, like, deserted Hawaiian island that they're on, I'm like, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful place. And it's just, just, just Eddie and Venom, just a couple of boys, couple of bros having a few brews on the beach. Um, great, great way to end the movie, except that's JK, not how they end the movie. So before we move on to the elephant in the room with it being the post credit scene, are there any other parts of the main movie that we've missed that anybody wanted to discuss? I can't think of anything. Shout out Mrs. Chen. Shout out Mrs. Chen. (laughs) Great side character. Uh, I want a symbiote. Oh, right. Don't you want one after watching this movie? You're like, fuck, dude. 
This would be so cool. Yeah. This would be so cool. Even if I, even if it just, even if I could, even if I couldn't get like a, a fucking power suit, because, you know, Lord knows I would need one of those. But even if I could just have a, a goo guy, you know, blue goo guy <laughs> that comes on the back, a, like cobalt blue guy that can talk to me and I can, you know, have a conversation with and he can go, you know, do my laundry and make my food while I, you know, you know, play Dark Souls or whatever. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. I want I want a symbiote. Caitlin, what color symbiote would you want? That's I was about to say. Okay, so Kingma's is cobalt blue. I would love for mine to be like, I don't know. I don't want it to be pink. I want it to maybe like a purple. Oh yeah, a deep purple. That'd be nice. You see, I'm I'm with both of you because I think my favorite look of Venom is the '90s comics Venom, where he's black, but the way they shade he's him, blue. he has blue in him. Yeah, I want that with either blue or purple. I think either would look sick. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, silver. Alternatively, Ooh. silver. Was okay. So is Riot supposed to be silver? Because He's yeah, like that that fight scene in the first movie is very like disorienting. The color schemes they were too similar, and it's then they bad. combine them. Yeah. Well, I ain't trying. I like Eddie in Venom. I ain't trying to fight them. Right. So yeah. even if even if I am silver, it's all good. You know, it's all, it's all we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said about the main movie let's move on to the post-credit scene which apparently leaked or i, I guess maybe it was just previews it it, it spread like wildfire oh, on social I'm media sure it did okay. i managed to not have it spoiled for me i did should it. not have it spoiled either Same. Caitlin, although okay. although yeah. although as we spoke about in the malignant review i did however know there was there were post-credit spoilers so i could put two and two together yeah all cap spoilers yeah so i was able to put two and two together so i could kind of guess it but it was still cool regardless venom and eddie are in the mcu spoilers but again we're in spoilers somehow um, some way they just are now it makes honestly no sense <laughs> but it's a hell of a way to end a movie it's so funny because it's literally just like Lamau guys, they're here now. Like, it's no, like. So here's my thing. Do we get Venom 3? I think so. This movie made too much funny, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, as we, as, so we've yet to bring it up exactly. The movie, highest grossing domestic box office since the pandemic began. Um, it is grossed 110 million, no, 109 million against a 110 million dollar budget. So it's easily going to eclipse that in the coming weeks. Uh, so we're even without the box office numbers, and even given the post credit scene, it's clear that they're setting up some kind of Venom three because doesn't the cop get a power set? Like, don't they hint it's, that he it's gets hinted, something? It's hinted uh, that he has a symbiote or something. Um, but I have a theory. Hit me with it. Theory for Venom Three and who the villain is. The villain of Venom Three is Spider Man. You think they're gonna do it? I think I I I want that. I think the best, funniest way to do it is have it be Venom Three in Spider Man is the bad guy because that because here's the deal because we like we like eddie and we like venom but we also know spider-man's a good guy where i feel like if we were following spider-man he doesn't know it would just be like a crueler misunderstanding where like we know eddie we just know eddie and venom are not gonna like you know they're not gonna fucking kill him right like but I just think they'll they'll do that. I think they'll find a way to to set up the deck to which uh, they want to go after uh, Spider. I mean, Venom already has interest in the post grad scene. He's licking the TV uh, <laughs> when when they're he's showing uh when it's the 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 J Jonah Jameson uh broadcast of Tom Holland as Spider. I'm sorry, Peter Parker is Spider Man. Tom Holland is Spider Man. Um, Caitlin, what do you hope for from a MCU Venom crossover? There's no comics where they're together, right? 
Spider-Man and Venom. There's a lot of comics. Are there? Yeah. I don't know anything about the comics. They're like, uh, they the team universe. up all, they, I mean, they team up, uh, they team up, right? Well, they team up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they even it'll be a quick enemy. It'll be a quick enemy to friends uh, turnaround. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. Um, I think it'll be funny. Obviously, I know that because um, I went and saw this with my cousin, and she was talking about how Deadpool and Venom have comics together. So she was saying, "Well, I was hoping that Deadpool and Venom might get together in a movie, but this is going to be cool too." And I honestly was like, I don't think I could take like the snark of Deadpool and then mixed in with everything Venom is. I love Venom. <laughs> what if? I don't want that. Kaylin, Kaylin, hold on, hear me out. What if? Ponder the question, what if? Deadpool. Thank Venom you. crossover. 90 minute heater. 15 minutes into the movie. Deadpool is cracking jokes. And Venom has enough and eats him. <laughs> and it's just and it's yeah. just the Venom movie as he fights um Sandman. I don't fucking know. Morbius. It breaks, he fights Morbius. Breaks box office records. It becomes the best movie in the MCU. Uh I would love that. Guys, do you think okay, two questions. Do you think Morbius will be good? There's no way. I, oh, so you're not saying the second question? Okay. <laughs> I just don't think. I mean, again, the, the Venom Leather Be Carnage trailers weren't great, but it was clear what the tone it was going for. The tone just worked much better as a whole versus like as a you know a thir- uh, ninety second. And we also teaser. had a movie of context too. Exactly. I don't know, man. I just don't know if Jared Leto has it in him to like do this. <laughs> This being the beauty that Tom Hardy does in Venom 1 and 2. Now, my second question, in Venom 3, Venom versus Morbius? What if it's Spider-Man v. Venom, Dawn of Morbius, and it's, see, Spider-Man and, Ew, and Venom? The team up, the big team up is against fucking <laughs> Morbius? Um, pick, picture what the fuck dude they really blew their load in no way home if the follow movie is yeah we're spider-man and venom bitter arch rivals are teaming up to stop morbius i mean it's like what i don't know if you know much about michael morbius uh which by the way is his he's a vampire he's not only a vampire but he's a genius and what if he's the mcu's lex luther michael morbius and he's you know he's really setting up all these things behind the scenes I, i'm just i don't know where this bit goes he's jared leto he can't be that slick it's a good question though i i mean i will see morbius i can't lie venom is is, is cool venom's good i, uh, I just i hope i hope the spirit of Venom 1 and Let There Be Carnage remain in a third movie. I hope he doesn't get fucking MCU-ified. Um, yes. I could see that happening, and that would be re- that'd be really shitty. So this is both my hope and my fear. My fear is what you just described. My hope. Oh, God. I, like, I thought about it this weekend, and it made me kind of giddy. Like... What if what kind of ruins the MCU, but in our in for the Venom heads makes it better is like Venom being introduced? Like, what if it's just like I don't know, just like from like it makes all the MCU heads like angry, like the tones just off. It throws off all the rules and the continuity. They can't even the- say that anymore, though, Sam. Yeah, that's true. We the used multiverse. to be able to say it, but like, what if it's still coming out? Right, it's still coming out. So. They can't say that anymore because Disney has already has already shot themselves in the foot by introducing this multiverse shit in the first place. So it's on them now that it's like, well, so that is gives me kind of hope is since it is like multiverse shit. We're establishing the pre the OG continuity and stuff. My hope is that I wonder now since they're doing this, if they're just going to bring in Fox X-Men. As is, more or less. Mm. In the lore of Fox X-Men. And the lore of Fox X-Men will just be ultimate Secret War style. We just took what we liked from everything. And now we have a... It's a super... You know, it's just a 
a, a new continuity of all our favorite shit and none of the shit we didn't like or where we fucked up on or we took the L on. It's a Katamari Damacy of the best parts of Marvel. Yes. Uh, anyway, my, my point was just uh, I, I hope people start referring to the MCU as uh, BV and AV before Venom and after Venom. Dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Fuck Endgame. This, this is the turning Sam, point. <laughs> that would bring me so much joy to watch MCU heads like have to fucking cope that Venom 1 and Venom 2 are now canonically MCU films that need to be watched and want to fully understand the exactly story. um that gives me so much joy and I hope Morbius with with Vulture with Michael Keaton being in Morbius that all that brings me Again, also immense joy. I'm like Murray Kondo, sparking immense joy. <laughs> All right. We just had 45 minutes on Venom Let There Be Carnage. Never say yeah, it's it can't a great be done. movie. There's a lot <laughs> to say. You know what's funny? Also, you know, you know what? I forgot to say this. I'll end on this. 90 minutes, guys. Is it not? Is it not the fucking best ever? clean is it not straight to the point there's no bullshit there's no mm-hmm. i mean it's like venom so it's bullshit but there's no there's no like nonsense you know when i want you know how, how like when we watch malignant i was bitching and moaning about how like oh this seems wasting my time or whatever it's like no that shit in this 90 minute heater same thing about venom one 90 minute heater fucking great all movies should be 90 minutes that's my hot take i agree that's not a hot take i agree oh i'm glad okay yeah no you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) well go see venom let there be carnage help bump those box office numbers make venom 3 a reality (laughs) please it's up to us (laughs) and uh i'm not sure what i do know what its metacritic score is i think it's a 50 but again as we tend to do on this show i'll, I'll be the first but one to what's say what's the critic what's the, the what's the user score? score i bet it's like mm. an 8.4 you can hear the click clack and let's see 6.3 oh, people are wrong should be an 8.4 <laughs> casual once again no venom heads <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, something that is being loved by critics. In fact, it is the highest 85 rated... on Rotten Tomatoes. What'd you say on Rotten Tomatoes? 85%. 85 See, there we go. Those Hell people yeah. get it. They get it. Something that critics do love. In fact, the highest rated thing on anyone's fantasy critic team right now is Succession Season 3. Sitting at a 94. Did I... Fo- what I say? Gang, what, what did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? I knew that this was going to be a 20-plus point heater. You can go back and check the tape, and I said it. Netting Kate. Congratulations, Caitlin. Thank you. You're back in the game. Thank you. Succession Season 3 looked at me in the eyes and said, we here for you. (laughs) I'm so excited for Season 3. I I need to rewatch. I don't know if I have enough time because those episodes are kind of long. Um I'm so excited. I at least need to rewatch the last couple of episodes of season two. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. That's all I can say. The Monday this episode comes out, you, you, I don't know who the general you, you is, but the general you will have a week to catch up before season three premieres. It's on the 17th. How, how, many, epi- how many episodes of succession is, are there? There aren't very many a season. I can't remember the exact number. I think it's 10 per season. Okay, and they're all about, and are they an hour? It's fifty to sixty minutes. Where does HBO right? HBO. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's an hour. It's a fucking hour. Sixty minutes. I mean, they can go quick though. If you have the time and the energy, you can binge them because you do want to keep going and watching. But it can be a lot. It can, it's just I can't sit down and watch that much at a time. But it's very good. I recommend it. One of the few shows I've watched twice, um, just because the wait for season three was so long, I just had to watch season one and two again. I respect it. I respect it. We'll probably do some sort of succession. I don't know. We'll talk about it on the show. We'll get to it. 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But for now, a segment we do know that we do on the show is Trigger Happy, where we talk about making us happy or angry at the moment. Caitlin Brenner, what, where are you yeah. at this week? I wasn't prepared. It hasn't um, been long since our last episode, yeah, to be clear. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> oh, not much has happened. <laughs> um, so I'd say I'm trigger neutral. Well, a continuation of the car saga um, did take it to uh, not the dealership, just like the place where it gets checked up on. Um, things are in general okay. So I guess that's fine. I didn't get the, oh God, you need to get a new car look. So all is good. <laughs> I'm happy for the good news. Thank you. <laughs> King, where are you at? Oh, I'm triggered. I'm triggered this week. Oh no. Um, so super monkey ball banana mania came Oh out. no. Game's okay. Game's game's okay. Game's it, it's Coke Zero, Monkey Ball. It's Monkey Ball Coke Zero. You know, it's it's got none of the none of the. It's Monkey Ball, but it doesn't have the calories or kick that you know regular Coke does. But I'm triggered because it doesn't have fucking local multiplayer for the main fucking mode, for the main stage to stage mode. Which is the real multiplayer monkey ball. I mean, the party games are fun. But the party games are not the reason you keep booting up monkey ball at parties. You boot it up for the fucking arcade main, you know, the main arcade game where you can all sit around, pass a controller around, you know, drink a couple brews with the, with your, you know, with your crew. And, you know, make fun of everyone for, you know, not being able to complete fucking stage six or whatever. It's fucking awesome. And... It's strictly the main game is strictly single player, and it's a huge missed opportunity. And it sucked because I was really looking forward to conning all of you into playing Monkey Ball with me uh, when we were in uh, Columbia this week. So, well, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Maybe we'll play the party games or something. I don't know. Someone has the game out. I'm down to play some some party games, but I'm pissed. I'm fucking pissed. We can't do the fucking the the this. We just can't, we can't play the real stages. Um. So my hope is that they they patch it in or something. Um. But yeah, that really like took the wind out of my fucking sails when I found that out. Uh, this when I was playing the game the last couple of days, but it's okay. It's worth thirty bucks, so it is a pretty good price for it, I guess. If that's what you're getting, yeah. I'm feeling happy this week, and I'm gonna take my victories while I can have them because, as mentioned earlier in the show, for once in what feels like two years, the movies are looking up, like. The general, like, just hope for the industry doesn't seem super dire. We've had two major hits in last month in Shang-Chi and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Now, of course, like, like I said, take your victories while you have them. Yes, are these huge superhero tentpole movies, which, if anything was going to succeed, of course it would be them. But nonetheless, they're doing well, like, beating pre-pandemic numbers in the case of venom 2 versus venom 1 so that's awesome to see that's awesome fuck yeah dude and the the biggest thing the most promising thing is that no time to die the upcoming james bond film which i'm very excited to see uh is killing it overseas um broke a couple records i'm not quite i think it was basically like the highest grossing uh international debut since the pandemic um and is if that james movie out by the way not in the in states, the states? Um, it's in the States the weekend, uh, by the time this episode comes out, it will, the movie will be out. Oh, that's um, interesting. And I will be seeing it, uh, and I'm excited. And so, if James Bond can be doing well overseas, of course James Bond, again, also like a huge franchise, but I don't know. Th- this is all Dune. good. I- when What's Dune gonna do, Sam? Well, it's not gonna do great because it's on HBO Max. Like, it's this... You know, the, the, oh, the okay. evidence is clear. These theater-only releases, like, I'm you know, if you if you don't like going to see the theater, just wait. Like I'm pro theater only release. Just wait a couple weeks. It'll be at home eventually. Um, I, I after I've I've sat on it and I've flip flopped. I'm pro. My my thing is I'm pro all movies six weeks on VOD. Yeah, that's six weeks. Six weeks. On six VOD. weeks is fine. Do six and, weeks. And I want six weeks from from day one. So by the t- so so by the time it's a movie, it may or may not be, a great movie will be wrapping up or in the twilight sunset of its theatrical run. It's available on VOD. No reason to wait longer than that. And Spencer, is that only in theaters? Probably. 
I I don't see anything about it streaming. I have it on my calendar. What is it like November or something? I thought it was like. Oh, it is November November fifth. God damn it! I thought that was sneaking up on me. Damn it! Oh well, I'm very excited for that one though. But yeah, so box office looks good, and the fucking release schedule looks good. Like I feel like we are after the Jackass and Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible delays. I think we're done with delays. I mean, knock on wood for at least the foreseeable future. We got. No Time to Die this weekend. Halloween Kills the following weekend. The following weekend is Dune and the French Dispatch. Like, and then I want to see Titan, a movie about a woman who fucks a car. Like, come on, the movies are back. <laughs> They're back in Yo, a big I'm sorry, way. I'm sorry, could you repeat that, Sam? Titan, <laughs> uh, the winner of the Cannes Film Festival this year. Uh, the Cannes Film Festival. It uh, is about... She fucks a, she she fucks fucks a car? She yeah, fucks she's a hornet? She's horny she fucks hornet from Daytona? Is she's horny for cars. She's horny? Okay. Apparently, it's very fucked up, and I want to see it. It's fu- oh. I'm in. Say no more, dude. Say no more. Um, yeah. Also, Spider-Man. Shout out Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're getting into November, December, like, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'll, I want to fuck something in some movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> Is this some? Is this some? Oh, oh, that's next year. I was, I was, I was about to say, is this some cool video game shit coming out? Like vi- video game, like movie shit coming out at the end of the year? And I'm like, oh no, it's Mario, which is coming out summer and next year. Um, You're right. That which, is the cool is, shit. That's yeah, which I, is, I'm sorry, is not cool movie video game movie shit. Uh, that just is video game movie shit. Well, and Uncharted coming out next year. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I still don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's gonna be mm-hmm. brutal. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. be a brutal four out of ten. It's from the same director as Venom One, which should take but that, Mark, is, take is, that as you deal, will. Is Mark Wahlberg gonna do a real Sully? Here's what I don't like about what they're doing in the Uncharted movie. I mean, we got time to talk about this. You know, you know, what I fucking hate about the, the, what they're doing with the Uncharted movie. It's not the it's not the Nathan Nathan Drake and Sully we know. It's some weird prequel shit. Where where Drake is like a like a like a eighteen year old what like eighteen nineteen year old, and Sully's in his like forties. Like what the fuck are we doing? Like the fuck yeah, it's it's not even like a prequel like in the third game, to where we'd be like oh that we can at least ground this in something. Yeah, like you know what? Rather we do. How about instead? How about instead you do just another fucking adventure another adventure somewhere and it's like yeah it's just say yeah it's set somewhere between two and three mm-hmm. or whatever and you can have it set up where like him and elena are like on the rocks or whatever because that way that way you can get the other characters in there because chloe? the way you're doing the movie right now there's no we can't have chloe we can't have elena we can't have cutter we can't have uh, the tribal guy whose name I forgot from Uncharted 2. You know, we can't oh. have any of the classic characters. Yeah. We we can't have uh, uh, Sam, his brother, of course. We can't have uh, Eddie, uh, the, the <laughs> villain from Uncharted 1, or Blaskowitz or whatever the fuck the villain is. <laughs> You're doing you. better than I could. Um, <laughs> Helen Mirren from the third game. Yeah, yes. <laughs> And our army of goons. Uh, My prediction is we get a trailer for it paired with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Hmm. I can Would see be that. smart. I could see that. Let me look it up. Uncharted 2020 film. It's due to come out. Oh, yeah. If not earlier, it's coming out in February. Oh, that's so soon. I'm excited, but I'm so dreading it too. Ugh. February 18th. Take your date. Not quite. I guess it's a little too late to take your date. <laughs> take your take take your date on the second date to see Uncharted. How sad. And then How never sad. talk to them again. <laughs> I'd rather. All I'm saying is, if you took your date to Sonic, chances are you you probably got a second date. If you take your date to Uncharted, you're you're single, homie. <laughs> Yeah, safe video game date movies. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the Super Mario movie. Not Monster Hunter. Monster I'd say Hunter. Monster Hunter is pretty safe. Monster Hunter <laughs> is pretty safe because it's so bad that you can just like riff the entire movie and no one in the audience is going to bitch and complain. What about the Mario movie? Not nah, like Mario, dude. No, Mar- Mario's Mario's dangerous. 
That's a I'm currently that's sitting in a place where I'd be like, if you took your date to Mario, that's because that's a it's risky. Movie. That's a holiday movie. So that means you're probably if you're taking a date to to the holiday on a holiday movie theater experience, that's someone you really care about. And you want to roll the dice with someone you really care about in the Illumination Mario movie. You really want to leave it, leave the future of your relationship to fucking Illumination Pictures, because you you see, you see with 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 the all star cast of the iconic voices such as Chris Pratt and Charlie Day and Seth Rogen that Illumination's done a great job protecting the sanctity of the Mario IP. So of course they're going to uh, protect your relationship by you know producing a semi-watchable film, right guys? The minions with that relationship in their tiny hands. Yep. Listen, if, if, risk it all. if you're taking it, if you're taking your date to a movie next holiday, next holiday, I mean, holiday 2022, you bet your bottom dollar you better be taking them to Avatar 2. That's what that's what they want to be taken to. <laughs> I have you get to, to see kids breathe underwater. Yeah. James Cameron taught those kids how to breathe underwater. Come on. What's more romantic than that? Is that actually real? There was these what? there was these stories about how like he would be like having them shoot scenes like where they're pushing the limits of how long they can hold their breath underwater. It's insane. This this movie is it sounds so cracked out. Oh, do you guys like Avatar one? I've never seen it. I know. Wow, one of the few. Uh, one of the few that doesn't. No, one of the no, few. Okay. That, okay. King has never so, seen so, it. So, so here's you're fair oh, not liking it. I've never. I've never seen it to completion. There's only one scene in particular that I've seen for by by cosmic happenstance numerous times. And it's the fucking goddamn sex scene in the blue vine wood. Sam, you remember the scene? You of know, course, the scene cinema. About? Come on. Now the now the reason I have such vivid memories of this scene was is because it would be on every single TV at this local like place that sold nothing. You know one of those places that sells nothing but TVs. And it's like you know when you walk into Best Buy oh and they have God. all the, t- the wall of TVs. This was a local joint that sold nothing but TVs and like l- like family rooms type furniture like love seats and lazy boys and all that. And I just remember being in there with my parents, just fucking dicking around, like looking at all this shit, and just being inundated with this fucking seed from Avatar. <laughs> but it happened multiple times. Like I remember walking, it's like, oh, Avatar's on. I know because this scene's fucking happening. It's so funny you mentioned that because anytime I think of Avatar, I do think of like walking into like a Best Buy and going to the TV section. That was always the that was always it the was shit always the one. Yeah. What better to sell a Sony Bravia than Avatar? Again, <laughs> and Venom too. There we go, and we are full circle. This has been critically panned. You can find us on social media at PanPod. You can find me talking about video games at the Super Mojo Brothers Show. Uh, Caitlin Brennan, where can the people find you? Um, find my letterboxed. Caitlin Brenner. Kingman, where can people find you? People can find me on Spotify and iTunes at Hatsune Miku's Crack House. We haven't recorded this week's episode yet, so uh, <laughs> it's a grab bag. Whatever. I'm excited for what I'll find. <laughs> and you can find Jacob Douglas on the streets. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening. Peace be with you.
Well, he said.